1: Good morning my dear friends to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you said, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact a friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. O Lord, come to my assistance. O God, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Let us pray this morning, my friends, uh, that the word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in Him. Hallelujah. As we await uh, the ascension of our Lord into heaven, we give a hymn of thanksgiving. For as God is on our side, who can be against us? This is what St. Paul teaches us in the letter of Romans, chapter 8, verse 31. With this, we pray with Psalm 18. As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord, purest gold. He indeed is the shield of all who make him their refuge. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10, verse 28 to 29, the Lord tells us, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. This morning, we will be conversing with uh, Lara Logan, contributor to the show, Um, about many things i do believe that we have a moral crisis facing the united states of america we have um, a major issue of moral relativism we have uh, a lot of economic inflation happening the crisis in ukraine and in russia and the food security and safety in the world but first of all let's welcome lara to the show and i'm visiting her in her own space actually without saying too much information her and her family were very kind to receive me good sunday morning to you lara Good morning, Father. Monty. It's beautiful to see how you live in your natural habitat with cats and dogs and your favorite <laughs> dog. And uh, it's good. We want to start making the show enter to the household of the people.
2: How does Lara live in her house? It's chaos, <laughs> <laughs> and you know because you've seen it firsthand. I have three children, five dogs, and three cats. And a lot of visitors. A lot of visitors, yes. And a husband who is not built to you know, to <laughs> fill in for mom. He's not a house husband, oh no. So yeah, he's like a small army of work all on his own.
1: So, um, in in this beautiful life in your home, I see um, you're very friendly to your entire environment, as a matter of fact, honestly. And you still have time to do hospitality. You still have time to travel. In fact, you're traveling today. (laughs) In a few hours. So, you do succeed to take care of your children, take care of your husband. He takes care of you. And uh, you're building something around the house that is beautiful. You're making the house a sanctuary for journalism, I believe, or something. And you have dreams about journalism. Tell us a little bit about your dreams. um a moral crisis is journalism a part of the conscience crisis of america
2: Uh, Very much so. I think uh, what I'm trying to do is to bring and uh, help to give journalism back to the people. The first journalism is rooted and protected by the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, right? And so it it began as something that it was recognized by the founding fathers as something that belonged to the people. But it's been taken from the people, like so much, right? Elections should belong to the people. This is how we exercise, you know, how our voices are heard. So um, sovereignty over the. should belong to all of the people but it's been um, it's been taken from us and translated into a foreign language um, which is computer programming and then held by private companies who, who don't feel any obligation to share it. So the same thing has happened with journalism. It's become the purview of the elite or the corporations and so on and so on. But it needs to go back to the people because as long as human beings are alive we seek to understand, we seek knowledge, we seek to know and it is in understanding that that we um that we are brought closer together that's how we overcome differences that's how we resolve you know disputes and so what you see happening in this moral crisis in america is that we've been? Uh, they have worked so hard to divide us and to isolate us, so that we can be manipulated and controlled. And the heart of all of that, the heart and soul of it, is the First Amendment. So I see it that my job. You know, I, I tell my kids. Uh, they say, Mom, now that you've been kicked off Fox News, like what are you gonna do? And I'm like, I'm gonna hire myself because I said the job security is amazing. <laughs> no one can ever fire me again. <laughs> but but the pay it, it sucks. So so wait, Lana, wait. can we talk? I know you. Finish your thought, go ahead. Okay, so this is all I want to say is I don't just want to start a show and do a podcast or this or that. What I think is that God has led me this far and I have survived as much as I have and learned as much as I have, so that I could be one of those who share and share all of that and pass it on to the future generations, yes. But most importantly, to preserve the principles of real journalism as we define And redefine what journalism is supposed to be as a foundation for where we're going. So all of these independent journalists, independent media, and so on and so on, it's great that you don't have the barriers to entry that you did in the past. But you know what you don't have? You don't have a newsroom full of skeptical colleagues who are going to jump on you if you get something wrong. You don't have a news editor saying, for goodness sake, what the hell are you talking about? Don't be ridiculous. You know, there's no way that's true. Did you do this? Did you do that? Right? You don't have the mentors. You don't have the institutional knowledge. You don't have You know, it's our job as veteran journalists to carry the standards and the principles of journalism and to make sure they don't die. So I am a firm believer that in the moral crisis of America, we do not abandon our institutions. We fight for them. You hear a lot of people today will say, Oh, the church now, revolutionary theology, the church is corrupt, forget the church. Oh, the FBI is corrupt, F- burn it to the ground. Oh, the CIA, the DOJ, and so on and so on. It's
1: almost the government is under attack, one way or the other, you think? What the institution.
2: Yes, and what they want, why? Because they want the institutions to fail. They want the, the criminal uh, justice service system to fail. Or not to be trusted they wanted to fail they wanted gone they wanted burned to the ground because out of the ashes will rise their 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 version of how we should live. As an American, you mean? As As the world. As the world. Because they're very, very clear on this. This is not conspiracy. Okay, Anyone who thinks this is conspiracy, ask yourself then what is Joe Biden and other US leaders? What are they doing at the World Economic Forum? What are they doing at the World Health Organization? What are they doing at all these global institutions with a global corporate um, income tax, with a global health passport, with a global this and a global that? They, They are already instituting the policies of a one world order
1: so we're not really speaking politics but we're saying part of the moral crisis of america or the crisis of the conscience the crisis of the conscience in america is that journalism has some responsibilities and the government has some responsibilities the people have responsibilities to to keep this show an educational show if i may say not to make it place for um, political i would say um, um, opinions um is there canceled journalism first of all in america is there a what? Cancelled journalism.
2: Oh, of course. I Please. mean, journalism itself is being cancelled. Because this is what people don't realize, is that when we say, say, for example, you're a conservative or you're consider yourself on, cancels, on the right.
1: Who cancels the journalism in America?
2: Okay. Well, this is what I'm going to get to. When people look at that, right, and they see, oh, CNN Online is failing, they were only up for a month, oh, the New York Times is in trouble, oh, you know, MSNBC's viewing figures are down, and they celebrate that, what they don't realize is that journalists are being encouraged to basically commit suicide. Because when the public loses faith in you, when you get things wrong over and over again, like look at Russia collusion, that was wrong for years, years. And you're not ready to own and accept your mistakes. Instead, you double down and continue.
1: So you're literally saying journalists in America for years reported for four years and more even. to today they still do that, some of them. They reported wrong facts, wrong stories. Yes. A collusion, a propaganda.
2: Trump said, I was fired on. They said, oh, he's lying. He wasn't lying. Mm -hmm. Now the, the evidence is, there's a plethora of evidence of how the that he was being spied upon and what people are not focusing on right they say oh well I hate Trump I don't hate Trump it's not about that it's about the fact that you had a political campaign in the United States of America that paid the Russian government for disinformation to use it against their political opponent that framed innocent Americans as traitors and spies
1: how can a journalist stand against that and so, well first of all what's the difference between journalism media social media today the internet the podcast uh, um, the TV packages uh, the written journalism, the radio journalism, is all of that part of the same journalism?
2: Is it all one yes. package? Yes, it's all part of the same thing, because the principles of journalism do not change. Whether you're, So I've worked in television I've, uh, for many, many years, well how most people know me, but I didn't start there. I started in print journalism, and then I was doing a lot of radio uh, at the same time. And so what, what I do is I always work to the same principles and the same standards. So it doesn't matter if I'm working at the newspaper in South Africa when I was a 17-year-old kid, learning how to be a journalist or whether i was at 60 minutes or where i am now working on my own show the principles and the standards remain the same but what is happening is that as journalists are um, basically committing suicide because they're ignoring the standards and the principles and they're being encouraged to do so by the political operatives that are are planted within their midst and by their masters they're afraid they well some of them are afraid and some of them are corrupt and some of them are ideologically blinded and some of them are political operatives and some of are activists and some of them you know they don't understand the distinctions or they choose to forget the in distinctions a positive light
1: based on your own expertise where do we give our listeners uh, tell them this is where you can listen to true journalism where is true journalism today in america is there a map for it and where can yes. people go we have a lot of beautiful listeners they just want to listen to the simple news so they can build the right opinion to do the right action Yes. Where do they
0: go? Where should they go?
2: Well, there's a fabulous uh, site called Corey's Digs where you, uh, Corey, um, I believe, you know, that this is a woman, although how do we ever know with anything digital? But um, you can not only read these very uh, intelligent, uh, well-thought-out pieces, but she has all the source documents, right, that are posted there and listed under any subject under the sun. And, And so we are in a transition phase at the moment where we are watching The death of the media as we knew it, which is, um, you know, in some ways it is sad, in some ways it is tragic, but it's also a great thing because think about it this way. For the first time in how long we get to define... And uh, and really form and create journalism as it will be for the next hundred years, say. Mm -hmm. Right. So instead of just looking at what we lose, I'm more focused on what we gain, what our responsibilities are to build. Like, I don't want to leave my children with nothing. I don't want to leave my children with a bunch of propagandists and disinformation. Right. I don't want to leave them in a world where we don't believe that there are any principles that guide real journalism and that there are no standards, because it's those standards and principles that protect us from our own bias. We are all biased. It's impossible not to have bias.
1: Does journalism report a story today in America or it uh, lies and covers about
2: a story? Well, but it a- depends. So, you know, there's, as long as newspapers have been around, you have had opinion pages, right, where people can give their opinion. It is part of media. But what you have today, for example, at the New York Times, which is supposed to be the gold standard of journalism, you see them presenting opinion as if it's fact, And what you also find in the colleges is that students are being trained to accept certain things as absolute truths where they're not even true at all. Like, for example, you know, I almost fainted the first time somebody said to me that the Democrats were the party of the KKK. Because we live with this absolute truth that anything on the right is racist and must have been you know, responsible for every racial tragedy and injustice and that the Democrats are the opposite. And that is not actually true. So when you uh, you're not allowed to challenge these narratives today because they fear the truth. And the truth actually is the only thing that stands up to being challenged and to being questioned. So, you know, a good indicator of when people are lying is when they don't want to be challenged. Right? They don't want to discuss the substance of the argument. Well, that's because they can't win on the substance. So now they're going to resort to other tactics. So what has happened to journalism today is that uh, much of the journalism that we have always noted and relied upon has, uh, has basically... Um, Torn itself to shreds. If we it, were to look at, uh, you know, at
1: some ethical issues or moral issues or social issues in America today, we see privacy, confidentiality, um, within many dimensions, have been attacked in America. We see socially vulnerable populations today in America, whether by race, by color, by gender, by 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 religious, also as a religious group as well. You know, um, health insurance discrimination, for instance, employment discriminations, um, individual responsibility, race and ethnicity implementation. Issues And, of course, add to this the um, religious issues in in, in the United States, like religious freedom, you know, the sex revolution, uh, the education about um, when and at what time and who is responsible for the education of the children, you know, uh, when it comes to their physical education, to their sexual education, uh, the rights of the parents, the school board and all of these um, issues. On all of that? Yes. Is, there, um, is this part of an orchestrated attack? And are Americans aware? Do we have a response? Does the government, the journalism, religious institutions, how should we respond to these issues?
2: Well, there are a lot of journalists. I want to say that while journalism is, has been uh, rendered uh, reduced to the purposes of propaganda for much of the time, of course, there are many. Alt- you know, journalistic sources that are rising up um, all over the place. Glenn Greenwald, for example, you know, he left the intercept that he created because he stood up for the principles of real journalism. And he was, he's, you know, you could say far left if you like. Um, And this is happening with individuals across all of the disciplines that you're talking about. There are parents who are standing up against school boards and against the corruption of their children's education. There are doctors and nurses and frontline healthcare workers who are standing up against against um, what they have seen with the vaccines or the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the experimental treatments, and what, depending on your on your view. There are so many people all over the United States who actually are willing. They're, they realize that we are in a moral crisis. They realize that we are in an existential crisis. And they know that there's no going back at this point. They see it all around. And you know who else sees it? the people who are intent on destroying this country see it they measure it they measure it mm-hmm. because look the disinformation bureau that just fell apart it's been put on pause and the person who was chosen to lead it the psychotic lunatic right she had to resign that's obviously my opinion versus that's your fact opinion. yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> but you're asking my opinion so what i see is that people of from all different backgrounds of all races of all religions recognize that we are in um a a moral and spiritual crisis right now when i talk to my muslim friends they say it is the end of times when i talk to mormon friends it's the end times we talk to christians it's the end times and why do they say that because there is obviously a spiritual war on god i mean you see that manifest itself in uh in our children more than anything and in what they're being subjected to and and the rates of suicide and anxiety and mental illness and so on and so on with with children because why because they're addicted to their social media and what are the messages and the systems and the techniques i, I wanted
1: to ask you this you know um, i love to do another episode take the people into a small tour by you describing your home the way your children live their interaction with their friends but i know we've re- we've seen around your children's friends like for instance one of your children suffered tremendously because one of their friends committed suicide. And I was looking at the rate of suicide in the U.S. it's probably over 50,000 people actually commit suicide and the number of youth of children it's through the roof it's through the roof yes and, and, and you're careful and this is why we're talking about the existential crisis in america and the the, the effects the net effect of roe versus wade the, the women's health the um the, the okay, so, children so so born and all of that. these
2: these things are manipulations, manipulations right because when you see roe versus wade What does it really effectively change? In the United States of America, what what doesn't get communicated well overseas, because it's by design, is that the states have a lot of rights, that this is a republic. We hear about democracy, democracy, democracy all the time. But democracy without an American republic is a tyranny of the majority. It delivers the majority to power every single time. And so there is no incentive for that majority to take care of minorities. So it's counterintuitive in many respects. How do you protect the minorities? How do you protect people from their own, from themselves? It's the Republic that puts the limits on our behavior and protects us and protects the rights of everybody. But we don't see that in the movies. It's not in the battle cries, right? Oh, right, that right. echo all around the world. In fact, we're, we're kind of deceived because in many places, like Iraq, for example, the Shia predominantly will always vote with the Shia. So you will always have a Shiite government. So you will never have equality in a democracy in Iraq, right? Because you don't have a republic. And the same thing can be said in many countries all over the world. So it's really interesting. I don't understand why all these people who exported democracy, who claim to be doing so for all the right reasons, never bothered. With, uh, with all the, the you know, the, the legal limitations. That's why you call it the tyranny of the majority. Yes, because it, it becomes tyrannical because the majority never loses. And that's
1: why we're not a democratic country. You are a republic. Correct. Where the outcome of freedom is basically the essence of our... And yes. freedom is based on the conscience. Yes. On the, the choice of right versus wrong. The, the, the choice of good versus evil. Yes. Do you see a compass today in the United States for people to make the right choices? Is this why we're suffering?
2: When you have um, children being trafficked at the highest levels, I mean, at the the biggest numbers that we have ever seen in our living history, and it is not uh, there's no outcry. People just accept that it happens. You know, I, I took myself off YouTube, for example. Why? Because I discovered that there's a guy on YouTube with 23 million followers who's pushing pedophilia, sex with animals. I mean, he sits there doing interviews with people describing how he flips his cat over and spreads its chicken legs and, you know, all the kind of stuff that makes you sick. And that's 23 million followers? Yes. And you know what that means? It means that the entire infrastructure of YouTube and everything that goes with that, from the algorithms to the branding to the marketing to the front office and so on and so on, the legal department, everything was built around making that person a success so it means they're all bought into it they either don't care and you know what i thought wow like once your eyes are open to that how can you still use that platform how can you still benefit from it it's the same question you can ask americans will complain about being censored but then they wait to get out of jail and go back on the very same platform that's censoring them so what we're effectively doing is helping the hand that slits our throats
1: Sounds like uh, like people who has been abused but don't know it, and then they run back to their abusers basically.
2: It's you know what it, it is. It does sound like that, and this is the way it was described to me once. It made real sense. It's an illusion. What we have been living under is an illusion. We had the illusion of a free press, the mainstream press being objective. We had an illusion of leaders being, you know, fundamentally moral. Maybe they lie about the. Well, that's what Reagan
1: that, said it in a different way. You know, right? Freedom is one generation away. Is that right? Yes, yeah, something, like something like that.
2: You ha- and George Washington Thank said, you Washington. have a republic if you can keep it. Yes. yes right? Yes yes, yes. yes. So all of that, has beca- it became an illusion because our, our Department of Justice is no longer interested in justice. It carries out political persecutions. The same with the FBI. You know, and, and uh, all kinds of things across the government. The, the EPA, they don't care about the environment. They care about implementing a globalist strategy that has got nothing to do with protecting and preserving the environment and everything to do with controlling humanity. And so... Um, uh, what you see happening now is that people are waking up to the fact that we are uh, that we've been lied to and that we have been living under an illusion so people are disillusioned
1: so we have to pray for our government institutions to remain um, to remain balanced basically where the individual right the right of free thinking the right of the conscience uh, and the right of religious freedom and the moral the moral compass of an American citizen the application of the, the laws and the rules of, of our nation will have- basically for the sake of promoting life basically and you're saying that these organizations are under attack yet also they are compromised at the same time yes so what do we do how do we save them how do we protect our institutions how can a person of a prayer honestly do that on a on a sunday morning we do pray for our government leaders you know that right in our church
2: yes you fight for them and it starts with fighting for the church fight for the priests who are with god Right. All right, and right. Uh, and look at look at how they've changed the words of the prayers with revolutionary theology, and how they've changed the meaning of the prayers, and how they're um, and so. Be mindful of the attack. Be mindful of the attack.
1: Don't throw the institution.
2: Right. Don't throw the institution. Fight for the institution, mm-hmm. because you know why this is why it's so important. Because what do they seek? They they don't want those institutions. They stand in their way. So if and, and it's very difficult to destroy the entire institution. Because it's really entrenched and people believe in it and it's vast and there are good people there. So what they want is for us to lose hope. They want us to believe that it cannot be saved, that, and that there's no way to win, that we're outnumbered and surrounded. And then what do people do? They surrender. They surrender. And if we surrender, we play right into their hands because it is only through our surrender that that they can actually take over everything and control us there is no greater force motivating force than hope hope drives us it keeps us through everything and so your what you should never do on a sunday morning when you're praying what you should never forget even in your darkest moments never let them break your spirit
1: Amen to that. And Lara, thank you so very much for this beautiful episode. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror, says St. Paul. Um, Then we shall see face to face now i know in part then i shall know fully even as i am fully known this is saint paul's words in the first letter to the corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 remember my friends the lord gives strength to his people the lord blesses his people with peace May Almighty god bless us in this country protect us from all evil forgive us our sins and bring us all to everlasting life amen
0: Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today and join us next week at 9:30 a.m. for good Sunday morning with Father Andre.